Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hey everyone, this is Guile, and I tweet at Door Podcast, and today we are recording Brand's fourth chapter from A Clash of Kings, and I'm joined by Lot. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at the Lady of Tarth. And Kama. Hi, this is Kama, and you can follow me at Oxford Splice on Twitter. Sure. <laughs> And uh, our usual standard trigger warnings for spoilers and, um, I guess, naughty animals. Uh, I'm counting the three-eyed crow in there. Uh, so this chapter starts with Bran and Mira and Jojen. <laughs> sorry. Oh, um, I just Bran- sorry. I just like when you said naughty animals, my brain automatically was like, where was like animals doing it in this chapter? <laughs> like, like what does that kind of naughty? And I'm like, I don't remember. Oh, Did I read the right I, chapter? I went there too. I'm like, wait, yes. I just meant naughty, like you yeah. know, doing mean thing. Okay, we're anyway, perverts. Get, okay. get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> we get to that. I believe we did actually do Veramir Six Skins um, chapter back in the day. If you really want to get into um, <laughs> naughty animals doing it or alluding to it, none of that here, though. So, <laughs> in in this chapter, we start out with Bran, Mira, and Jojen are kind of hanging out. Um, it sounds like they're in the woods. I don't know. If, I'm assuming they're still on though in the Winterfell grounds, but they're in the woods, and Mira's kind of dicking around with her spear and her um, and her net. And she's, you know, she casts her net and she's getting ready to, um, you know, do something with her spear. But Summer reaches her before she can and knocks her over. And, you know, Bran's like, haha, you lose. You know, Summer beat you. But it turns out that she actually snared Summer um, in her net. So she actually won. And, you know, they're laughing about it. And Summer's like chill enough here that Mira kind of rolls him around and like, goes to the process of getting him out, getting him untangled from this net. So imagine this like giant dire wolf who's being docile enough to be um, twisted out, untwisted out of this net at this point. Um, and, you know, Mira's like, does he not, you know, does he ever get angry? And Bran's like, no, nah, not with me. Sometimes he, you know, tears my clothing off, but he doesn't draw blood. <laughs> like naughty dog owners everywhere. Like, Oh, he's super nice. He only like puts his, he only grabs my hand and puts it in his mouth, but he doesn't bite down or anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm flashing back to visiting people with unruly pets who are like, no, no, it just means he loves you. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> he loves you a lot. Um, and, you know, Bran's like, he wouldn't hurt you. He knows I like you, which is kind of interesting. Um, and we get this little background, you know, Jojen, um, old man calls him little grandfather because he's so solemn. But Mira really reminds Bran of Arya. She sounds like she's kind of a tomboy. She's not afraid to get dirty. Um, but she's actually 16 years old. So, And we find out that Bran just turned nine. So she's quite a bit older. But it, So it's, I feel like it's kind of like that cool babysitter vibe at this point almost. <laughs> um, 
a woman grown, yeah, 16. Yeah, just right, exactly. Um, but, you know, when you think about it, she's, you know, she's John and Rob's age at this point, or, you know, really close, maybe even a little bit older. Um, so, I mean, she's their contemporary. So it's kind of interesting that, um, you know, we see her through Bran. And, you know, Bran wants to know who taught her how to fight with the net. And they're like, oh, you know, there's no knights at Greywater. Um, there's no ma- maester or master at arms and no one that keeps the ravens because the ravens can't find it because it moves. And, you know, Bran kind of wonders if if they're being if he's she's teasing him. And, you know, he's like, oh, I, you know, I'd like to I really want to see it. Do you think that, you know, your dad would let me come visit? And, you know, they're like, no, you would totally be welcome. And, you know, he, he wants to go right now, but he knows that um, Lewin won't let him. Sir Roderick would be more likely. And we get this kind of terrible little paragraph where we find out that um, Sir Roderick has gone after um, Ramsay. Not named here by name, but Roose Bolton's bastard stole away poor Lady Hornwood when she was coming home from the harvest feast and married her. So Sir yes. Roderick has gone out to deal with that. And I just want to interject here that that we didn't it wasn't that long ago we did that chapter and where yeah. she was saying like bad things are coming and I need help and they're like oh no it'll be fine there there douchey men everywhere sorry yeah and we found out that Lord Manderley took her castle um to, you know saying to protect her holdings from the Boltons and we know we get the Sir Roderick had been almost as angry as with him as with the bastard um. Which, you know, I don't, I mean, I kind of figure the Manderleys are fairly genuine in this, and I suspect that they see a Bolton threat much more clearly than the Starks do, especially, you know, the Starks, we always kind of feel like their downfall is maybe being a little trusting sometimes, and, you know, the Manderleys, I think, I just I, it makes I it makes good sense. Like I, it, it yeah. feels like a generous interpretation, given that they were they were the ones everyone was looking to hook up with Lady Hornwood, and they were like primo candidates for that. Well, so, and I mean, we know they're super. You know, we know they're like wealthy for the North. So, other than being, you know, probably seemingly somewhat unattractive physically, um, you know seemingly a good match right like she could well she certainly could have done worse and unfortunately did yeah i i guess i mean i i'm going back to the descriptions of of them and i mean okay wyman manderley aside who seems like he'd be interesting if okay not exactly attractive the son did not impress mm-hmm. but Again, she was asking for help, not for a yeah. husband. They, right. they, no one could be bothered to do that. So, I created this scenario in my mind where the Manderleys and the Boltons are like in a constant battle to be, and maybe the Carstarks too, to be like the number two house in the North. Mm-hmm. And so I just figured the Manderleys probably have the Boltons number more than the Starks do. Um, but again, I like the Manderleys. So as you say, I'm being probably a bit overly generous to them. Um, can so I Jojen... can I just uh, oh, back up a little bit because I, I was yeah. wondering if either of you knew like this thing about the the castle the floating castle that nobody can ever find is it like just because it's like in a swampy land on it's really like a boat a floating boat kind of thing I think it's like yeah I think the idea is it's sort of like the fen it's like a marshy area of fens kind of thing and whatever their structure is 
it sort of moves around. So it can't be like anything. Well, with George, who the hell knows? I mean, it probably is some <laughs> giant skyscraper sized thing. But in reality, <laughs> I don't think it could be very, you know, top heavy as a structure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How do they get? How do they how find do it they themselves? Stay how do they find it themselves? How do they get their mail? I mean, these are questions I have. They don't get their mail. They said that, right? The ravens can't find yeah. it. <laughs> so then how do they know? I mean, do they have another system in place? These are the things I start wondering yeah, about. Yeah, same. That's where my brain well, went, too. Like, how does this yeah. I mean, work? Like a Pony Express situation, a Frog Express or something like that. <laughs> That's why they all have to have or, green you know, dreams because they don't know what the fuck's right? going on otherwise. It's like a inherited uh, g- genetic trait that they've developed. <laughs> so, you know, Bran wants to go, would like to go there and knows that Lewin probably won't let him. And we get this really kind of ominous um, little passage that I'm going to read. Um, Sitting cross-legged under the weirwood, Jojen Reed regarded him som- solemnly. It would be good if you left Winterfell, Bran. It would? Yes, and sooner rather than later. My brother has the green sight, said Mira. He dreams things that haven't happened, but sometimes they do. There is no sometimes, Mira. A look passed between them, him sad, her defiant. Tell me what's going to happen, Bran said. I will, said Jojen, if you'll tell me about your dreams. And, um, you know... So that uh, whole bit was so, obviously because, like, he knows when he's going to die, right? Why Mira's, yeah, like, he, saying sometimes. Right. And, you know, he alludes to it later, too. But it just, do you think that, um, you know, knowing, like, Mira's attitude and stuff, do you think that, jo- like, A, do you think this means that Mira survives because Jojen, you know, would know if she was going to die or has Jojen just not looked into her, you know, her particular future? I wonder, I mean, like traditionally when they, when you read in most literature about people having visions and whatnot, it's not, it never seems to be super convenient or super specific. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you can't just go, okay, all right, the mail's coming today. Okay. I just got to be there. The FedEx guy is going to be, you know, you don't know those things. So I'm I'm wondering, like, does he maybe, like, you can't call up, like, somebody's future. You can't call up what the lottery numbers are. So I'm wondering. And even if you do, whatever the message you get is going to be muddy and you need to decipher it. Kind of like what he shares in this chapter. I'm like, I don't know. Like, this, how does, what is this? (laughs) What do I do with this information? So I'm wondering, like, maybe he's seen his own death, but he hasn't, he doesn't have, like, a, because otherwise they would be like, okay, we got to go now. We got to do this. You know, it's just a general so, sense of what needs to happen to, yeah. So Bran denies that he has dreams and the reeds kind of call bullshit on him. They're like, everyone hears you waking at night shouting and, you know, they want to know what frightens him so much. And he, you know, Bran just doesn't, you know, Bran doesn't want to share. He doesn't want to share what he's feeling. Um, and But Jojen gives him a little bit of information. He says, I dreamed of a winged wolf bound to earth with gray stone chains. And it was a green dream, so I know it was true. A crow was trying to peck through the chains, but the stone was too hard and his beak could only chip at them. And Bran asks if the crow has three eyes and Jojen nods. And, um, you know, Summer starts to get interested in the conversation. Then we get to, like, the maybe. So this was, you know, one of the animals being naughty parts. 
is Jojen says that when he was little, he almost died of gray water fever, and that's when the crow came to him. And I'm like, is Blood Raven? Like, what the fuck, Blood Raven? You're finding, like, sick little boys that you go after? It really sounds like, doesn't it? It feels like like maybe, I don't know the way I interpret it, it's maybe, like, your spirit has to be between worlds. It's like a beacon Uh that summons this summons a blood raven somehow i don't know that's it made me wonder if we're gonna find out that like in year in uh Greyjoy's past like he also had some like near-death incident as a yeah. child or something like that too because it just you know it does seem like he's picking these points in time for for some reason um i love it it's brand... creepy it's right it's right creepy it's super creepy yeah. <laughs> i'm down and, you know, Brand Brand shares that you know it happened to him after he fell, um, and they tell Jojen and Mira like Brand, you're the wing wolf. Like we told our dad, and our dad sent us here to break. You know, or actually the crow sent us here to break your chains. But obviously they're, you know, they're they told their dad about it too. Um, you know, he sent us to Winterfell, and you know Jojen's like, open your eyes, and you know. Bran doesn't understand what he's saying, and, and Jojen says, you know, here's another short passage. You have three. The crow gave you the third, but you will not open it. He had a soft, slow way of speaking. With two eyes, you can see my face. With three, you can see my heart. With two, you can see that oak tree there. With three, you can see the acorn the oak grew from and the stump that it will one day become. With two, you see no further than your walls. With three, you could gaze south to the summer sea and north beyond the wall. And Bran's getting upset and like summer's starting to like to know this and um you know um Bran wants to talk about well you know he wants to change the conversation he asks about talks about wolves or lizard lions which like what the hell is a lizard lion alligators right a dragon like I don't know I I think swamps gotta be like like kind of like zebras are what are they <laughs> zebras have another name in this world zorus oh, right? i thought it was oh, that oh, and i was yeah. like no it can't I be that answered. that's way too stupid but no it was okay. <laughs> according to the the wiki a lizard lion is a large semi-aquatic reptile native to the bogs of the neck so i'm okay oh they resemble partially submerged logs floating in the water. Like alligators. Okay, so like an yeah. alligator. <laughs> um, so even like the so- accent though, like when they describe like how like his voice has uh, like this accent and the soft kind of slow way he yeah. speaks. I get told, I was like, he's Cajun. He's got a Cajun accent. <laughs> well, oh my God. So they're like, oh wow. I never even figured that out. That's great. Yeah. So these are the people. These are Cajuns. Um, and, you know, if you think of them, you know, if we want to take that metaphor a little bit th- further, we think of, you know, Acadians and, you know, if they are part, if there is something with the children of the force that's still in the reeds, then, you know, we think of the Acadians being thrown out of Canada and ending up mm-hmm. down in Louisiana. They're, you know, down in the south of the north, I guess. Yeah. So that's, there why, you go. that's where that accent comes from. And like, yeah. it's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they're Acadian Driftwood to, to get the full band um, reference <laughs> in there. It's a great song. Um, really, I mean, yeah, it totally fits. So 
Jojen is pushing Bran a little bit, and he keeps getting more angry. And um, Jojen says, you know, I I touched Summer, and I felt you and him, and you know, I felt and you're in him right now, like you're part of him. So Jojen, you know, knows Bran's also a warg. I think at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was like this little part where, um, you know, Bran isn't. You know, Bran's not given Jojen and Mira anything. Like he's still, you know, closed off enough. But there was something here that Bran remembers that I did not catch before. And he thinks the falling and the golden man, the queen's brother, he scares me too. So I have never caught before that Bran knows the golden man is Jamie. Um, I've always, I've always like seen or read him picturing him like in the abstract, but never like clearly like. He knows who he yeah. knows who pushed him, and I think it's again. I think it's again. It's a show that really muddied that in a way, right? Like, is it's just yeah. Like just, it, this, this is it. This is the only reference you get, so it's easy to kind of forget about well, it. Yeah. Anytime he starts thinking about the accident, he kind of like shuts down. So maybe it's just so traumatic that he hasn't really. Yeah until recently kind of plugged that in but there is no mystery about it like he knows who it is like there's yeah it's named yeah and you know so summer's starting to get upset and you know jojen's like part of you with summer and part of summer is you you know that brand and summer runs to jojen and me but mira blocks him and um you know brand's shouting for summer and summer's not um Summer, summer's not coming, and Summer's lunging at Mira, and you know, Brand saying he can't call him off. Mira tells Jojen to get up the tree, and Jojen's like, uh, "Today is not the day I die." And Mira's, <laughs> she's Mira's like, "Get up very, the fucking tree, would you?" <laughs> and you know, Mira's super insistent, and you know, so he does. He climbs up the tree, and like Shaggy comes too, and so here's Mira, you know fighting off these two wolves, her brother up the tree. And, you know, she gets up the tree, but, um, you know, they should like the summer's jaw snaps shut just at her ankle. So you can just kind of picture her like just getting far enough up to escape them. And then Bran remembers that Hodor's around. So he calls for Hodor, um, you know, knowing that the, the wolves aren't going to, aren't going to hurt Hodor. So Hodor goes around and it's just, you know, Hodor gleefully waves his arms and stamping his huge feet, shouting Hodor, Hodor, and, you know, running, running around the wolves and chasing them off, which is just kind of like, hilarious. <sighs> like the wolves are like, I feel like the wolves must think of Hodor as like their annoying brother in a way, you know, <laughs> or like their father or, you know, whatever, but like totally, you know, they don't, like it seemed to they're basically like okay dudes we're it seemed to go from like zero to 60 right fast though like is it just like yeah. the idea is like just brand's emotions of being uncomfortable or having such a strong emotional reaction worked the wolves up that they just i don't know they just went into like threat seek destroy mode like it's um yeah i mean there's a you know Summer growls and there's no play and then he, you know, no play in it and then he starts stalking a bit. But yeah, I mean, you know, enough that I think Miro. Well, yeah, I mean, they they got hot pretty fast, you know, especially when, you know, the wolves allegedly know how, you know, know the reeds are okay, right? But, um, you know, Brand, you know, Brand can't control his emotions about this topic, obviously, mm-hmm. least, right? in this situation so the wolves can't control themselves either 
Yeah. Up, um, in, up until that moment, yeah, I really was like this chapter. It, I liked the vibe of it. Like it really felt quite charming, kind of like almost like a stand by me before that too also goes dark. Like just like, you know, <laughs> people like kids hanging out and <laughs> bonding. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, they're good. Like Mira, Mira in particular seems like a good substitute for, you know, brand siblings, really. Like she's, yeah. you know, she's, yeah. I, mean, I really love her. I really yeah, love her I mean, character. Well, and she's a little bit older, so there's just a slight, it's less like psychotic children, you know, that threat of that. It's it's more like she's adding a little bit of, I don't know, maturity, but she's still a child. and Well, and she's really brave because we know yeah. what they're here to do and they know what yeah. they're here to do, too. Like, they know this isn't the end game for them. And, you know, depending on what, and, you know, Jojen, too, like, you know, one question I wanted to ask you guys is, you know, Jojen knows how he's going to die. And, you know, I think we all think it's at the hands of Bran. And yet here's Jojen, like, at Bran's service. And, you know, he doesn't seem to harbor a lot of ill. Wit. Like, he's not a jerk to Bran. He genuinely is like, this is my purpose is to set you on this path. Mm-hmm. I- like, he's already sacrifice he's ready to like sacrifice himself to brandon like a very intimate awful way i i wonder how much like how specific are these green greens like it does it is it just like a presentment that you're going to die but you have to do this or is it like oh you're gonna end up as tree paste i mean it's yeah like you're gonna eat me yeah i mean like because it's it's sort of like you know like People sometimes will go off and like, you know, they'll volunteer for the the duty that they know is not going to end well for them because of whatever, you know, loyalty or it's their duty or whatever. In real life, this happens. But that, you know, you don't always know <laughs> exactly how it's going to go down. So is he having these sort of like, you know, highly specific kinds of dreams, or is it more like, I don't know, some sort of metaphorical thing and he doesn't really truly get it. No, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what the, I mean, we're in Bran's head, right? I mean, we know what his dreams are like, but what are Dojans? Right. And what, you know, it sounds like the crow or, you know, blood Raven, whoever was a little, was fairly successful with, Jojen um and you know so was he more you know is he more forthcoming with him is he you know who knows what he's who knows what Joe and who knows what Jojen knows because he has opened that third eye so like whereas we the reader and Bran doesn't know what he has to do or what's supposed to happen or or what the threat you know exactly is maybe Jojen does know that and so you know, but again, like Jojen somewhere, I don't know how old he is. He's somewhere between, you know, 16 and nine. So he's just a boy and has, you know, very obviously very much resigned himself to his fate in many ways, but also seems to have like, I mean, I hate to say it. And I know like as we, you know, in Brand's dance chapters, um, Jojen gets a lot more depressed. Like he's like kind of holding it together a lot more here. Um, but I mean, both of the reads are, you know, pretty brave and admirable kids. Mm-hmm. Well, we do know his age. I'm just trying to figure out. He's born in 286, so 
been a while since I've had to do this. <laughs> to the wiki. Um, yeah. Well, is, if he's born, he'd be like 14 because isn't Clash in like 300? Yeah, Mira is three years older. So if she's okay, 16, so he's, he's like 13. 13. Okay. So he's Sansa's age to put it into perspective then. Yeah. So, you know, Hodor runs the wolves off and the reeds, the reeds come off the trees. And, um, uh, you know, Jojen keeps an eye on Summer and is like, we'll talk again. And, you know, Bran tells himself, you know, the wolves did this. I didn't. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Lewin was right to lock him in the godswood. And so Bran goes to talk to um, Lewin and tells him that, you know, Mira says Jojen has the green sight. And they talked a little bit about the um, children of the forest and how, you know, how they're all gone, basically. And, you know, Mirin, Mirin, <laughs> Master Lewin and Mira, Mirin, Lewin, sorry, um, shows Bran, you know, some of his chain and some of his... Um, Shows him that um, he has something uh, Valerian steel, and one of the links is Valerian steel, and it's because he studied what you know the higher mysteries or magic, and you know studied it. And of course, like everyone who studied magic, he had to try and see if he could do some magic, and he didn't. And you know, he's like, you know, maybe there's some people that do study it; they believe in it, but you know. Valeria was the last of the magic in the world, and maybe there's a few embers of magic left, but that's it. And, you know, don't kind of don't worry about this. Um, you know, which is so, you know, don't worry about it. The reeds are kind of full of shit, maybe. Um, <laughs> he dismisses the dreams that Rickon and, and Bran had bef- about Ned's death, and he's. It's like, again, Lewin's an interesting character to get into his head because he inevitably tells, he tells Bran the wrong things. And, but is it, you know, because he doesn't believe it or is it because he's protecting Bran? Um, and, you know, what does Lewin really think of all of this? You know, he's a maester. A maester. He must, like, know there's some truth to this. But he, you know, definitely keeps that opinion if he has it to himself here. Hmm. Um. I was just going to say, I have to say one of the, there was a line in this chapter that like made me laugh out loud. It was like when uh, Bran was talking about having his lessons with Lewin and that, you know, Bran, oh. Rickon and the Walder phrase. And the Walder phrase. <laughs> I don't know. I hear you. <laughs> so many of them, they're the Walder phrase. <laughs> That's it. I just had to make sure that was said. (laughs) That's a great band name. (laughs) Walder phrase, the Walder phrase in the Acadian Driftwood. Live and in concert. Yeah, there we go. Oh, God. So, speaking of the Walder phrase, Mira comes to visit Bran Bran later and tells him about um, Jojen's latest dream. And so Jojen dreamed that, um, I'll, I'll just, I'll read it. Um, you were sitting at supper, but instead of a servant, Master Lewin brought you your food. He served you the king's cut off the roast, the rare, the meat rare and bloody, but with a savory smell that made everyone's mouth water. The meat he served the phrase was old and gray and dead, yet they liked their supper better than you liked theirs. Um, and, you know, Bran says he doesn't understand, and Mira tells him that, you know, my brother says you will. Um, but, you know, it didn't, 
Bran goes to dinner that night and he's kind of worried about if they're going to play, if someone's playing some trick on the Walders with their food, but nothing, nothing bad happened. Um, you know, and he kind of repeats to himself, there's no magic in the stories are just stories. And he would never walk nor fly nor be a knight. Um, but obviously I think we know children had, and to your earlier point, a very cryptic little green, green dream, but clearly about the red wedding. With the, mm. uh, you know, the reference to like the horrible food, which would really be like, um, you know, a weird way to dream about the red wedding. Like not like Danny sees it with the, you know, the wolf on the man's body or anything, but like focusing on the shitty food of it. Which is <laughs> I would dream of the red wedding. Like, remember how crappy the food was? Yes. Also, remember the slaughter, but the food was so shitty. <laughs> 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 I could like write a review of it that would just mention the food. Um, I mean, that would be fun to read. (laughs) (laughs) I would read it. (laughs) And you know, did they even get cake or did the slaughter happen? Well, it must have because there's music. Mm. So they probably did get a cake. Yeah, I'm thinking no. I can see Walter wanting wanting to save money on the dessert. (laughs) Well, they must have gotten a cake though because the the massacre happened after the betting. Or like during the bedding? Oh yeah, so you're right. There was cake. They would serve the cake. There's cake. Okay. Well, that's much better. <laughs> well, now that we've established that, this gives you more to bedding. write about. <laughs> well, I mean, at least Rob got some cake before they killed him. Um, although actually, sure, that was the total consolation. <laughs> well, I mean, if your last meal was going to be, you know, whatever they served you, or cake, at least you got well, the but cake. But it's probably really shitty cake. I mean. <laughs> Well, they probably had a cook and a baker, though, so maybe the baker was better, and they probably figured that they'd have more cake left over because a lot of the guests would be dead, so they figured they would be eating the cake, so maybe it was good cake. Or maybe they, like, made, like, a really small (laughs) cake, because they're like, yeah, we're the only ones that are going to eat most of this, so don't make it entirely too much about (laughs) Yeah, this has gone on for, like, probably a minute too long now. (laughs) Okay. So, So the gist of it... Brand, um, brand. Just of this chapter, Mira and Jojen know that shit's gonna go down. Brand also knows it, but he's not ready to believe in it yet. Um, but he seems like he might be getting a little bit closer. Um, any questions on this chapter, comma? Yes, we do. We had one question from Buck O'Hare on the Discord. He asked, "How interlinked is Green Sight with the children? I think by children we mean both the reeds and." Um, are the reeds part children of the forest? I think yes. I think I think so too. There's some very specific like items that George leaves to I think lead you in this line of thinking. You know, just the description of Jojen themselves and being kind of childlike, and I don't know. I think I already kind of I I believe that just being in that part of the world it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. And then um, we had uh, an email from, or uh, yeah, it was an, no, it was a Tumblr message. Sorry, I'm falling down here. Um, congrats, it was Tumblr non. Uh, congratulations on 400 episodes. Can you believe that? I can't believe that because uh, I was away for a bit. I'm like, holy shit, we reached 400. What a bunch uh, of lunatics. I know. How did this? <laughs> what started as just like a bunch of us drunkenly hanging out in for fandom, you know, 
random like web chats turned into a multi-year 400 episode podcast and that um, asshole has not written a single book <laughs> all right let me finish this is then it's there was something that happened in the discord i thought i would share um congratulations all right so congratulations on the 400 episodes i discovered you you guys after season eight and listening and re-listening to your all of your ups has well, bought, brought me a lot of fun and joy mm-hmm. i hope you are happy with the podcast and hope you reach a lot more hundreds um, <laughs> alarms me a little bit i mean what else are we gonna do <laughs> read a book <laughs> so a very good point I had posted the call in the Discord, and um, there was, uh, I think it was, um, I'm going to find who asked it, but there was like um, like a sarcastic uh, little comment from a tall wolf who goes, yeah, when will the, because like when we post our call for questions, if you've never seen this, we basically say, you know, could you put it in this format, question, chapter name, if it's when will the winds of winter be released? This is our example question. And Tall Wolf goes, yeah, when will the winds of winter be released? And I was like, initially not going to bring it up because I thought you guys would kill me. But you brought it up, so yeah, we don't know. I mean, I feel Q5, like we... 2023. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we say this like every episode. The book is never coming out. Like every episode we say that. That's when it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have no hope. How could anyone, you know, I feel like you're a fool to have hope. That, like, I, you know, much, I, I'm sure many of us, as we realized that quarantine and COVID was going to last forever, had some grandiose plans of things that we would do. Mine, for example, would be cleaning out my garage. It hasn't happened. <laughs> I've come to terms with the fact that I'm not doing that. The only time I'll do it is when I move. And I feel like, you know, George retreated to a cabin in the mountains at some point during COVID and he still didn't write the fucking book. So he's never writing it. Yeah. Every time there's another, I get a little bit of hope Then there's another announcement about another project or another book series or another TV series. I'm like, it's not coming. So it's fine. Yeah. And, and you know what the thing is, is the more that comes out about the show, the more it seems like they totally went their own direction. So that awfulness, that debacle that was the last, what, four seasons, I can just ignore all that. So Yep. That makes me happy. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But that is our mail. What a sour way to all end right. this episode. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. You know, I. it sounds like... The the Duncan Egg series on HBO might be moving forward more really? rapidly. So, I didn't hear that. Yeah. So I mean, if that, you know, if that is the case, I feel like again unfinished series. But um, you know, I got like three to four seasons of delight with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so, way you know. more excited about that than the Targaryen thing. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously George is way more excited about anything Targaryen. It's it's really too bad because, you know, as the JB fan and we had our moment in the sun, you know, like there's that moment where like George was super into them and like probably like he is with the Tar the Targaryens now. It's just unfortunate that was like two thousand ten probably and you know, our time our time in the sun has passed, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> the, cl- the clouds have come in. <laughs> we are in darkness, yep. All right. Well, if you would like to send us happy or sad messages, um, 
You can email us at closethedoorand at gmail.com. You can find us on Tumblr at Close the Door and Come Here. Tweet us at Door Podcast. Um, you can actually send messages on Podbean, on the JB subreddit, on Reddit. is also a great way to get in touch. Uh, support our podcast on Patreon and like, subscribe, and review us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And with that, ladies, I am closing the door. Get out.